Well, okay. Every time. Alright. Well, so I decided not to go with the name for the podcast of, um, of Winkle Dick. I've decided to go with, uh, with, uh, Curious Pete. That seems better. Although, aka, aka Winkle Dick, still at the same time. Right. Which I'm fine with. Okay, so this is the first. Uh, this is the first podcast for uh, Curious Pete, aka Winkle Dick, and today uh, I'm speaking with uh, Louis Adam Winkler, uh, my brother, and uh, I guess we're going to talk about what uh, different ways of uh, addiction that has occurred over. COVID and pandemic. It's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, you, I mean, what, what is it you do? Do you represent Al-Anon or you're, you're in Al-Anon? What's, what's, what's the go here? Uh, well, in any 12-step program, we don't represent them so much as we are a part of it. Uh, and, and, we, and we don't have to get into the nitty-gritty of what that actually means. It's just I am in a 12-step program uh that does focus around addiction and my fellowship is Al-Anon specifically even though I myself struggle with uh substance independent of my reasoning for going into Al-Anon so I am practicing a sober lifestyle right uh okay well that's good I mean good for you you know (laughs) I was looking at the 12 steps and um and because uh, you know I, I just couldn't find it on the Al-Anon site and then I was like what are these 12 steps you're talking about you know searching for it and then I I found it on on the you know the world's most legitimate place to find things on uh, Wikipedia and I found <laughs> it on there and it was um, no this is good this is good that you're struggling to find info on it because anyone who's struggling with this and can't find help this is a big problem so for someone yeah. who's who's not in a program and is just looking for it on their own account, that's interesting. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, what's the difference between like Al-Anon and say like uh, Alcoholics Anonymous? Is it pretty much the same thing? Because they do 12 steps, don't they? Yeah. I mean, there are, there are multiple support groups that focus on there's, – there's even a 12-step for codependence. There's a 12-step for sex addiction. There's a 12-step for pretty much everything that – that you can think of in regards to this, but they all have the similar uh, 12 steps and 12 traditions. And that is uh, basically, and Russell Brand does a good breakdown of this. Basically, you just admit that your life is fucked up. That, that's just the first thing. Um, and, and, and if you generalize it more and, and I'm stressed out, I'm doing these things that I don't think are helpful to me or the people I love, what's something, what's a good guideline? So any, any 12 step, can apply if, if you're struggling with addiction of some sort. For me in Al-Anon, yeah. the, the main thing that I struggle with are people, places, and things. So oh, wait, wait, wait. Before, before we get into that, real quick, sorry. Sure. Just go back to the question here. What, like, what's the big difference between like Alcoholics Anonymous and Al-Anon? Because they seem like a sort of carbon copy of each other. 
They are, and, and these were developed over the, the founders of AA, and then the partner of the person who was going through their own uh, substance abuse developed a 12-step program for, the, for herself. So it's mainly for people who want to help out their family member who's struggling with addiction. But oh, okay. then I, when I realized that I myself had my own substance issues, I still created the foundation in Al-Anon. So mm -hmm. at first it may seem like it's you're pointing fingers at the other person. Like you're saying, this is all your fault. This is like all your stuff. But when you look internally, there are so many similarities between you and the person struggling with substance uh, that you begin to check your behaviors uh, as well as my own, again, my own issues with substance. So it, it was a loop of what I found. So I started in Al-Anon Al and I continued in Al-Anon. There are people who start in AA and then they move to Al-Anon and, and then vice versa as well. So it, they're all simpatico. The similarities are, are there for a good reason because they all struggle with things of bad behavior. <laughs> And you know it can go yeah. it can go both ways. Well, the one thing I saw about um, Alcoholics Anonymous versus like Al-Anon is that I know that Alcoholics Anonymous was uh, pretty religious. It seemed it was pretty like God focused. Correct me if I'm wrong. And then and then then I thought Al-Anon was one that wasn't. But then when I looked at the twelve steps, um, it looked like they were all pretty God heavy. So there is a 12 step for people who don't even believe in God. The, the difference is that they are, they are focused on higher power. And, the, and you, can, you can define this any way you want. The, it, the religious aspect, I think, turn off a lot of people. But basically yeah. what they're saying is you can't do this alone. You've tried to do it alone. You can't. You have to give up that pride. And, and that's, that's a very humbling aspect, right? When, you, when you're reaching out and you need help, obviously you can't do it on your own. So that could be uh, group-based. That could be the community that you're with. You are giving up your will to try and, and control it and say, I don't want to do this anymore. So that religious yeah. aspect is saying, humble me to, to stop this because I cannot stop myself. So, yeah, right. Well, I guess it's, I guess it's just their twelve-step concepts when you go into it. Like, if you really, if you dive into it, not to like beat a dead horse here, but like, no, no, by all means. When you read them, it's like, it starts off slow to like, kind of God, but higher, like some <laughs> step two to like higher power, and then it's like God, God, him, 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 and you're like Jesus, fuck, they really like, they got in there. There, and I just want to know, yeah. is that, the, like, there, is that what it's like? They're like, no, 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 no God, no God. He is um, risen. He is risen. That's, risen Jesus. I think, that's, program. <laughs> I think that's the beauty of it, though, is that if you search well enough, you can, f you can find a community that works for you. Um, and they, they even have that in the literature. Like, there, there's even a line in there that, that says... Uh, you may not like all of us, but you will love us all in a very special way. And and that this means just keep coming back, try different groups, try different communities, try different literature. 
like all of these yeah. things that focus on these elements um, are your program. You can cater it to you, but you also need to give up some of that pride. So if you're, um, I completely we'll forgot. Atheist. We'll yeah, atheist. Yeah, atheist. I, was, to, like, I couldn't yeah. think of the freaking word atheist. If yeah. you're an atheist, absolutely. If you, basically, if you're Australian, like half of <laughs> Australia, half of Australia is atheist. I was, uh, uh, for those who are listening, I live in, I live in Australia, I live in Brisbane, and I just, it's, uh, it's um, it's pretty funny when you look at the demographics here, you know, compared to the states. Like it's, you know, it's, it's pretty Christian based in, this, in the U.S. I, I would say mm. primarily, wouldn't you say? For the most part, it is a very um, Christian based foundation, but but I mean, we we do have that element of uh, you are free to worship any god you want, and it's you know there are even some 12-step groups that focus on satanism so it's it doesn't really matter so much as you're willing to say that uh you are giving yourself up to a higher power now let, let me ask you a question when you think of a higher power can you think of defining that in some way you personally Mm, i would say um no (laughs) Uh, a higher power I would uh, let me think here real quick Um, well probably uh, I would follow anything that uh, Tony Robbins (laughs) so I'm so you're saying in that aspect that that person is higher than higher than you or just his concept well he's definitely more rich than I am that's for sure (laughs) okay that's fair and and this this can evolve as any way you want the way the way that it helped me to think even though that i i was raised and you were raised we were both raised in a a religious foundation it doesn't necessarily mean that we need to believe in a christian god for these concepts to work you you could simply go in the ocean and surf the ocean is a greater power than you and it can wipe you out just snuff you. You are insignificant to the power of the ocean, right? Yeah. And that can be Unless your higher power. Well, of course, if you have superpowers like that. But even then, Aquaman has no power over the sun. Like, there's always going to be a higher power greater than your will. Yeah, right. Good so there's no, there's no sun man, is there? Uh, and maybe there is. I don't know. But But my point is... Us being human is humbling in itself because we can be easily wiped out by the by nature like that's nature can be the higher power and it doesn't necessarily need to be that it's just as you go down this journey and explore this you may have to realize that there is something greater than you whether it's uh, has a consciousness or a greater plan sometimes you are not always in control of uh, the things that you are trying to put forth. Yeah. So it's going with the flow that way and realizing yeah. you are not in control of everything. And that's, yeah. that's really all it is. So, so, so how do you feel about it? Like, are you, are you, do you look at it from that, like an atheist view or do you look at it from a, uh, like a faith-based view or being in the program? 
I've always believed that there was something greater than me, and me as human to try and define, quote-unquote, God is uh, narcissistic. And I'm not making fun of anyone who's Christian, by any means. Like, if, if that works for, for those individuals and communities, great. I, my, my perception of, of being human and realizing if you're, if you're reading from literature, a potentially man-based thing, you're listening to your own self as a human. There's no way that I can conceive anything about God. There's no way that, that I'm uh, being human that I could easily define something greater than myself because I, I simply don't understand it. I don't know what happens after death. I haven't died. I, you know, there's, there's just greater mm. things beyond that. So I'm not looking at it from an atheist view or even an agnostic view. I'm looking at it as I'm human and that's great, but it's also pretty insignificant to the greater scheme. Like there are so many things that I have no conception of a greater consciousness than what I have. So it's humbling and it's also, um, what's the word? It's, it takes that, that whole burden off me. Like I don't need to know, right? I, yeah. I, I don't necessarily need to unless it's presented to me in some cosmic way then great but i i don't have any I control I won't, of that. I won't believe unless you know, unless you give me evidence to believe then then it's a different story let's say that again it broke up oh i said um um i i i won't believe until i'm given evidence to believe and then it might change my story who knows <laughs> is that what you're saying no, no, I'm saying I believe in something greater than myself and I don't necessarily need to know. Yeah. <laughs> don't necessarily I, I don't. I, I, what that I don't greater necessarily good is, need to know. What the greater it's... thing is. Yeah. Well, this is, this is the thing that always bugged me about growing up with religion was the idea of, of uh, that if you don't believe in it, that you go to a place of punishment. And, I'll, and I was like, well, that seems absolutely ridiculous, you know. Like if you don't believe, you're gonna be poked in the ass with a by a guy in a red costume with a with a trident, and I was like, what the what what? <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Yeah, you know, and, and I can see that being um, you need to believe in a certain way or you'll be punished. And it it's you know it is hard to swallow, but really, if you're a, gu a good human being and your intentions are pure, and you're trying to help those who are asking of need you don't need to control anybody and that's that's another thing in Al-Anon like I, I'm releasing my control a lot of people mm -hmm. go to Al-Anon because they themselves struggle with controlling other people's behavior right. so when you release yourself of that even in a religious sense like I'm not telling you what to believe this is simply yeah. what I need to do for myself and that means to not control other people so if you're if you're going to church or any or any religion that that's trying to control the masses fundamentally from my individual perspective that's not going to work for me because you will always yeah. be disappointed yeah yeah well that's that's it like even when it comes down to like say coaching for example there's a huge mm -hmm. difference between giving advice and having people figure it out for themselves they do the same thing through therapy usually people ask the right questions to get you to you know for you to have self-discovery and self-realization for you to go to the way that you want to go mm. and asking the right questions you know but never you know really giving advice and i think that's a big difference between 
when you get into a family and you have like a, a son or a daughter who is struggling with something, you as a parent will probably want to give advice. But, you know, as we learn, it's the, <laughs> the exact opposite. You have to kind of like hope that through through their own realization and through good parenting of, of giving good examples and, you know, like, like uh, living through being an example that you can ask just the right questions for them to have the right discovery themselves that makes sense to them, you know? It, well, yeah. And there's, you so know, there's control other, is a big thing. There's also Alateen. <laughs> that's the 12 program. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. I was, yeah. yeah, what is it? So, so, so they, this is mainly focused for, for kids who struggle with a household or, or are kind of trapped in the environment that is, Alcohol, alcoholism or, or substance abuse or whatever because eventually what, what, what ends up happening is there are kids who grow up um, with with the kind of abuse that can range from being neglect or having overly controlling parents um, mm -hmm. and and when you realize the coping mechanisms uh, you begin to realize the things that uh, for me again I'm strictly speaking for myself that when I get in a situation I find uncomfortable, I tend to get really inappropriate with what I think is a funny joke. And this is uh, something that you might have seen with Robin Williams. And he even mentioned that when he was growing up, he struggled with his own substance abuse and his potentially abusive childhood. That when you grow up and you, you develop coping mechanisms to deal with the pain or deal with feeling like you are not in control. So Al Alateen gives you those coping mechanisms in a 12-step program mm -hmm. to simply say, uh, here's something that is completely out of your control. Your parents are abusing you. Right now, you don't have the control other than to control your own behavior. And, mm -hmm. and that means living a healthy lifestyle, doing healthy things, yeah. finding communities that are of good influence. You know, and it's, it's a sticky world. And right now is uh, no exception. In fact, it's been probably the most stressful time for our generation, uh, being stuck in quarantine and shut down and being forced with rules. Oh, yeah. You know, it's... There are yeah, so I can many imagine, different things. Like, you know, being a, being a teenager fucking sucked. You oh, know, yeah. Like, it, like, we thought, like, oh, it was all great and good. Like, you know, and look back when times are tough and you got to, like, you know, you have to go and you know, make money so you don't, like, lose out on your rent. Like, yeah, as an adult, those those things exist. But imagine living in a in an existence to where you're not even legal enough to even drive away from, a like, from your flatmates who suck. You'd be like, man, this really blows. You, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. It's... Like, I, I used to think, like, man, why did I wank so much as a kid? And I was like, oh, because I couldn't drink, I couldn't drive anywhere. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to fucking do this. It's the only thing I can do to make myself feel good. Coping mechanism. Sure. Yeah, but there's also, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not diminishing what you're saying in that, but there's also hormonal things, and there's also the pressures of being a teenager and being told that these feelings and sensations are wrong, you know, the, and the whole guilt and shame behind that. You probably wouldn't have that much shame about wanking all that much if, if you were given proper education on the subject. Yeah, I know, but at the same time, I probably wouldn't be like, you know, all about it if someone like were to educate me on the subject. You know what I mean? Like, 
if someone were to be like, so this is how you do it, and it's fine, it's okay, like they're rubbing your back, like giving you a massage, it's okay if you play well, with yourself. Well, okay, no yeah, problem. no, that's creepy. You'd be like, well, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> that method would be creepy. But yeah. there are other kids who do things that they don't realize are harmful. Like, you know, you know, it, putting putting a wine bottle somewhere where it's not supposed to go or... Who the fuck does that? What do you? What did you do as a kid? I'm not saying <laughs> it's for me, but like, let's say, like, let's say, you're someone... just making it up. Let's no, no, no. Make things up. I, no, no, yeah, no. Putting I'm... the laptop up your ass, you know, like sometimes, like you know, hey. whatever you're into, you know, you'll open, close, open, close, restart. There are there are horror <laughs> stories of kids not realizing that putting a, a remote control up your butt is not advisable. You know, just like because they're curious and they either have a darwin awards there man i mean like <laughs> come on even i knew that shit okay but <laughs> my point is that some kids even as young as 10 and 11 will kill themselves because of the guilt over something sure. uh just for not doing a well, chore or because their parents said they can't do something and they do it and they feel so guilty and they end up committing suicide because of it you know, really? It's, Are you sure? Like just just yes. within the just within the household, not from like online bullying and stuff like that. There is that too. I mean, there the suicide rates amongst teenagers and young, uh, even preteens, have gone up because society right now is just so mixed and there like gone isn't up during guidance. COVID or like gone up or just over the years in general. Gone up over the years in general, but COVID, I think, has put a little bit more of a spotlight on the situation. Well, that is something that we don't hear about a lot at all. Like in the news, you don't hear about the suicide rates. People are just like, all you hear about is the lockdown and the facts of, you know, another lockdown's coming or this or that or oh, yeah. this well, vaccine or yeah. this, this political figure being a douche or this other first person being a douche. It's and, and you're like, well, what about what about the domestic abuse? What about the, what yeah. about the suicide rates? Did you know right now in, in Australia that the number one cause of death for men is suicide? right now in the united in uh in australia and the, the leading united cause States. of death of men the leading cause of death of men is suicide yeah not heart disease not cancer Sh killing yourself killing yourself that's a, that is absolutely terrifying it is it is and the fact that that's the number one thing going on why is no one addressing this lack of resources and and right now we we have built up such a poor infrastructure in regards to mental health because of everything else that's going on not necessarily covid related it's the pressures of social media the pressures of um well okay so at the, and this this is this may go off track but at the dawn of the internet it Let's seems go way off track <laughs> dawn of the internet is great so al gore so we'll go back to Back when Al Gore invented the, the internet. Right, which is fallacy. <laughs> uh, just, just, you know. Uh, oh, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, I'm, 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 I mean you know. Yeah. I'm going to stick with Tim Berners-Lee in regards to the networking on that. But that's neither here nor there. At the dawn of the internet, when, when information is being widely spread, we have faced an absolute decline of intelligence. And I say this by means of saying oh, yeah. uh, we, we have come to our society where two plus two equals five. If enough people say it and shout it and agree upon it, it suddenly becomes truth. And the pressures of that have, have blown up in such a way uh, that it can happen overnight. You yeah. can have unanimous uh, voting on a 
particular subject or opinion and suddenly you have cognitive dissonance where what you used to grow up with is no longer true and suddenly that blows people's minds in such a way that they don't see an out they're 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 completely trapped in this ideology that didn't exist yesterday you know it, it can happen so quickly yeah. so the the pressures of that at the dawn of the internet we have become dumber and i i hate to say that because i i really wish there was more education to say check your resources look at yeah. you know be able to research and be a lifelong learner and there isn't we don't have the guidance on that yeah well the tough part of well as well is that uh, there's too many of us and i remember <laughs> like a, a few years ago okay. <laughs> well there are there's too many of us and all like right. pe people just like don't really want to talk about it because before it was all about like have as many fucking kids as you can because not all of you are going to live go 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 they're just jumping out of the vagina with like fucking parachutes <sighs> And well, then, you know, like two of them survive, you know, like they, they would be common that back in the day, you know, someone would get like rubella or tuberculosis at 10. And then, you know, like even if they did survive, they would die at a ripe old age of 35 from eating red meat every day. Oh, well, sure. You know, but nowadays, uh, it's not the case. And I remember I was really staunch about not wanting to have children. And not because like I didn't want to have a family of course I do it's like part of your it's part of your humanity to want to have a, a family but mm -hmm. when you know and I was all about you know doing the right thing you know morally ethically you know uh, worldly environmentally uh, but then it's really hard to go and change that feeling when you get older when you get to a degree of like where you're in where you're like mid-30s and your partner's the same spot and you're like ah fuck it you, do you know what i mean like you see so many older people in life where they're just like ah fuck it which makes me kind of like wonder you know why people always wonder like oh how could trump be this way or how could trump be that way it's probably because you reach an age of fuck it you know <laughs> you know what i mean can, can you imagine how, yeah. how we feel now but you know like I mean, Bernie Sanders is on the other way around. That's why he doesn't comb his hair. Like, he, he looks at his hair and he's like, ah, fuck it. And then he <laughs> just goes out. Yeah, I honestly but, uh, wonder if Bernie Sanders even owns a mirror, to be honest. It, 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 <laughs> <laughs> like, they show him a mirror and he's like, oh, my God, is this what I look like? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, you're right. He doesn't own a TV. He doesn't own a computer. He doesn't own anything. Of which he can see his own image. That's <laughs> awful. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. I, I, th I think he probably reached a very humbling aspect early on, where yeah, he sacrificed his self-image for the things that he so desperately and passionately wants to change. Now, I would I would call that an absolute addictive personality, but for a different yeah. reason. Like he's oh. he's so passionate about the things that he's doing that he yeah. neglects other things in his life mm. and then yeah, that's yeah, yeah, purely yeah. that's purely vanity <laughs> well like no i mean i don't know if you come down from passion i mean what do they say like uh, to find your passion first of all like the first goal was to um think about what is your go-to the first thing that comes to your mind and then that you should you know try to uh follow that you know and and so that concept is that once you're doing it, it doesn't seem like work because you're just doing what you enjoy. 
you know? I remember when you and I worked with uh, with Hank, that was the case. Uh, sorry, say again. My I'm going to I'm going to turn off my video if that's okay. Yeah. We're just doing the, a chat over uh over Messenger and the the line keeps uh, kind of going in and out. So, I think I'm coming up with some pretty witty quips, but I don't know if you can if you can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> it's it I find it ironic that when you do say something witty I'm like what? What's that? What'd you say? I didn't catch that. Are you are you doing it on purpose now? No, I'm not. I swear to god, it's it's cutting out on my end and I it went from I don't remember where you started, but it ended on working with Hank. So what what where did you go with that? Look, uh I think we're both lost. Like because of the fucking internet, it, can you hear me now? Because I just yeah yeah yeah, my, uh, my yeah video I, can, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Well, let's just go back to what you were talking about when it comes down to uh, people being uh, the society becoming less intelligent over time. Oh, okay. Um, was it's interesting right now because we're living through two different experiences. You know, you're living in <clears throat> a uh, you know in the United States, and I'm living here in Australia. Um, you know, I've been here for the last almost eight years, and so you've seen a completely different America than I know. So when I look uh, and I come home and visit, I think things are going to be the same as they were back in, you know, 2013, uh, but they're not. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, and it's it sometimes gives me anxiety when I come in, but, but um, side note, but when it comes down to dumber, uh, I think you see that being amplified, I think, in the U.S. because media is so big there. And that opinion of the TV and the news is almost, uh, I mean, it is on propaganda levels. Um, but here in oh, Australia, sure. it's not like that. It's not like that at all. So you have a lot of people who are very affluent here, uh, who live in the cities, I would say mostly. Um, or you can really be like a tradie here and you can make a lot of money. Um, I find I find that more of a an issue um, there because what you have is you have a lot of people who are uneducated who drop out of high school to go and do a trade which no judgment but when you get into those job sites you see a lot of people who have the same situation and because they have a lack of education like a lack of exposure to different culture and ideas say that you might first experience in university um, you you fall into this weird little sub pool of um, of ideas where it's kind of everything you can almost imagine. Like what I've heard of job sites are very like you know homophobic, uh, racist, uh, you know you name it, it's there. And because of the people who are there, they don't seem to give a shit because they make fucking boatloads of money. And there is that. They, and they but and and they're the ones that go and you see they have like all the big house the big boat the big car like they're making fuck loads of money but they're working with a bunch of like um you know people who may or may not make them happy like you might there might be some really naturally intelligent people in these um and there are in, in these industries but when but going and working amongst other people who say who are not i think they get really depressed but I think on a whole, there isn't that like that celebration of stupidity in Australia. You know, it is still very, like, um, I would say, it's it's not intelligent. It's not dumb. It's just like, <laughs> oh, but don't get like crucified for this. A like average. Like everything's like normal. You know, 
it's not here or there, it's neutral, I would say, which is a very calming uh, uh, sort of mentally place to be. Mm-hmm. Because you, because the people who say who are lower intelligent aren't like looking at intellectuals and hating them, and you're not looking at the intellectuals and looking down upon the people who, who are lower intelligence. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like it's just like a everyday calm, sort of feel. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no share of opinions. There's no that forcing of like this is what I think, and then you sound really stupid. <laughs> it's because like that was the one thing I really enjoyed about being here is like being on the bus. No one is talking to each other. And it's bliss. You don't have to listen to some person who says, you know what I think about Trump? You know what I think about abortion? No, I don't. I didn't ask. Shut the fuck up. Well, you know, okay. But, and, but and you don't get I, that here. I completely empathize with that side of it. I, I, when I hear somebody spouting off on an opinion that I don't necessarily agree with, they themselves, I think, feel threatened to justify it or even push it and and convert other people to their ideology the reasoning is because our culture here in america is sociopathic in that it's uh, very capitalistic and it forces this mindset of you have to produce a lot a lot a lot you have to continually do these things a lot a lot a lot you have to have control Mm -hmm. over other people to get the things done that you want in life and that hammer over the head is so exhausting that when you reach yeah. that point point in life and you have the boats and the cars and the houses, that yeah, it's that I American s- dream. It's that American. It's that dream, American right? dream like that. that's that's yeah. uh, blown way out of proportion, and it it costs the the bigger cost is our um, evolution of of human consciousness in America. It's spiritually yeah. depleting. It is it is not focused on the greater good. It's focused on the self. And that, that's, when you say it like that and think about it in terms like that, you begin to realize why we are the way we are. It's because we were well, told. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I, 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 I saw this originally at the beginning of the lockdowns, like, worldwide, like back in April, um, was that uh, this has been a great experiment, you know, the lockdowns and, you know, at the time about how well do we work together as a nation. And Australia, like, boom, six weeks, smashed it. Like, never had really any problems, like, obviously... In Victoria, there were there was they suffered a lot longer than anyone else, um, and you have some spots here and there um, in in Sydney, but not to the degree of the United States. Like you look at look at them, and you think, my God, like it, it is exactly how I thought it is. Like it's that big focus on the individual. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not the we, it's the I. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and you and you realize all those fucking regurgitated nonsense during nine eleven. Like united we stand, you know. And no one was fucking united through this, were they? It was like the big experiment. Like, you're supposed to be united. We're doing this. Uh-huh. I'm wearing the mask to help others. And then you have these fuckwits who go around and, like, cough in people's face. And It's like, what the fuck, man? Like, this is supposed to be... We're, like, even if, it was, even if it was a big phony thing, like, it should just be, like, one big, you know, exercise to show how well we can work together. And you obviously can't do it. <laughs> you know? And that's well, why I, I'm right. It just really, really makes me worry. It it does. Okay, so Richard Grannon does an interesting t- a take. He's a he's a psychologist counselor who's on YouTube. He discusses the ins and outs of what it's like to be on on the receiving end of narcissistic abuse, and in our culture, since it's all about the I I I, 
it's it is in fact that when when you're told something like an american dream and then it's suddenly taken away from you it mm. is it is so mind-numbingly irritating that when you're promised something and then it's taken away uh and then you and then thrown confusion of media and different opinions yeah i don't i don't blame the suicide rates especially in america for being so high yeah. because it yeah. is in fact that the, the united we stand as you just said that never was the case in america we didn't have a greater well, good yeah yeah well i mean we had those uh those false enemies that we never saw like oh there's a terrorist let's go you know 9-11 terrorism you know like literally uh like 9-11 happens every day in the united states right now because of covid you know the amount of deaths that's occurring there's like three thousand a day yeah <laughs> it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking i mean yeah, like that's 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 ridiculous you know like that is ridiculous if okay let's say if we were to go to war to stop cultures from killing themselves as opposed to uh designing a narrative of which we need to defend ourselves because the World Trade Center crashed. You know, it's regardless of those atrocities, which were horrible, uh, there are equally horrible things happening all over the world. And to, and to be able to jump in and help the general people as opposed to framing it as your freedoms are at risk, like we wouldn't have jumped on it if, if we didn't design it that way and say well our freedoms are at risk we you the individual are at risk of losing your freedom uh, because there's this awful power in the world it's like well those people were doing those things all over the world and and uh, how do you promote a good human consciousness that has genuine uh, need to help other people and it just it's not here that that and it, it goes all the way down the line. If, if we want to uh, circle back to addiction, addiction services are not really there. And they, they've been depleting completely. Mental health facilities have been depleting. Even getting anything uh, in regards to an individual counseling session, we weren't on it because when we had the lockdown, it took us quite a while to provide online services uh, readily available. You know, because then it goes down the medical costs and all of those routes. The infrastructure was not there to help the greater good. Yeah. Well, just I know that uh, was a, that was a, that was that was a long way of explaining nine eleven into where we are now. But it's true. We we did not think of the greater good, and we haven't for a long time. Well, I just think a lot of people don't really understand how to wear fucking masks. You know, the the idea that like it's the people who are sick that need to be wearing the masks because if if you wear a mask and they don't, you can still get sick from someone who is not wearing a mask who has COVID. So if you're sick, you should be wearing a mask. You should be wearing a mask regardless. So both of you, so what is this, the way it works? Like one person who has a mask, um, you know, they get, it's like a, what a, and if, they, if they're not affected, but the other person who has COVID um, doesn't wear a mask, the person wearing the mask is like, I can't remember it's 70 or 30 percent I know it's a big difference I think I want to say it's 30 percent chance of 30 percent protection but if 
if uh, if the COVID guy is wearing the mask, um, it's seventy percent protection. If they're both wearing a mask, it's ninety percent protection. Mm-hmm. So so it's a big difference. So if like you're wearing a mask and someone's got COVID doesn't have it, like you're only really thirty percent protected. This is all based off a of meme. So also <laughs> the. Um, Did you say that's based off of a meme? I saw, I saw, yes, yes. I saw an <laughs> illustration. I saw an illustration explaining masks, but I'm pretty okay. sure. I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure it was released by the uh, World Health Organization. Uh, also, I wanted to fact check myself here. I said three thousand deaths a day. It looks like the um, um, the Daily Change. So today, well, you know, I guess some days were pretty fucking high. The 30th of December, there was 3,800 deaths in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yesterday, on the 31st, there was 3,400. I thought I was saying too many because I'd kind of did the average. You know, there were some days that were pretty good. Like in September, there was like 200 deaths. But like, um, let's let's. Um, so right now, so far in the United States, we have 348,000 deaths of COVID since the. Mm-hmm since uh what like the first of march so if we look at uh, australia deaths australia covid deaths in total um 909 hmm. versus 348,000 yeah now, i know there's a big difference here like there's we're about 25 25 million United States is what, three hundred? Three hundred million? Uh, I don't. I don't have. I mean, that USA maybe maybe that sounds right. Let's see, USA population three hundred thirty million. Okay. Um, so and Australia population twenty five point five. So if you look at that, like. I mean, the United States is 30, well, like, what about 30 times bigger? 30 times? You think you're not? Well, even India. I mean, if you look at the stats, even in India and how packed they are, you know, they their numbers are not as high as the United States, which which says something in and of itself. See? 12 times. 12 times, 12 times bigger. 12 times bigger. So and that's what you, I mean. If you like, were to take... If you take 909 and you were to, you know, times it by 12, you would get 10,000. So per capita, if we're going to go by per capita, it's um, it's pretty fucking good <laughs> in comparison to the United States. <laughs> well, and that's what I'm saying. Like the individual rights are greater than the greater good of, of uh, the community in America. Right. Well, India was like, I mean, the fact that India is doing better than the United States. Yeah, is yeah, yeah. That says, that says huge numbers. And of, of course, those numbers may not, they may not have the kind of reporting that we do. Regardless of that, they are, they have a packed population. So, but it is, it, it is also like a good thing when you think about it, too. Like, let's say, for example, if, if what if this was a big, like, conspiracy theory for a communist government to try and get, like, uh, ratings to see how like much people listen to their government in different areas of the world you know like uh, let's say for example if China wanted to take over and like rise where should we invade like which country listens to the government the most that could be most like China and then 
and then they look at it and they're like, what does the United States feel? And they're like, damn it, they were really fucking independent. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yes, yes. I, I'm wondering, though, if there were, let's put it in a burning building situation. If there was a burning okay, building, why not? And, and there, there, there were people. The whole building was filled with people. How many people who were not in that building would give up their own personal safety to try and save people in that building? You know, it's well, very well. I mean, it, I, I don't know. I mean, it depends on. Um, let's say, for example, there is a burning building, and the fire the fire department shows up. Right, it's fire department. <clears throat> Ten firefighters going in. But then let's say if there's like 20 people from the neighborhood, they want to go in and help as well. Firefighters are going to be like, you can't come in. Maybe. So. Maybe. Okay. Well, definitely. That's, okay. But in this analogy, let's say there's no fire department. Let's say there's okay, no say, one coming so to help. Say How there's many, a village. It's like a village there's fire. There's a village fire and, and there are people who are needing help. How many people who are able-bodied would be willing to jump in and help? In America. In and America, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't think there's know. a lot of, like, there's, there's a lot of, like, heroes. I feel like it's kind of like that everyone's dream of, like, some American Americans. Like, for me, it is. Like, I got this hero complex. Of, like, oh, if this thing was going on, I would totally go in and help out, you know? And I, you see examples of that around the world. I think there was, like, a group of, like, three or four uh, servicemen uh, vacationing in France, and they were on the train, and they saw this guy, he was going to do, he was pulling out an AK-47 from his, like, coat. And these servicemen went and wrestled him to the ground and um, uh, s saved everyone's life. Like, one of them, one of them got, like, like cut by the terrorist. But they ended up, like, actually stopping, thwarting a, you know, a terrorist attack. Uh, I mean... So, yeah, and that's <laughs> it's like it's convoluted. You know, it like, I know it it's like, a bad analogy cool. and it's convoluted, but let's say Yeah, I know, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just being I'm just being annoying. Okay. But yeah. But let's complicate it. Like let's say there are other people outside of the village screaming people are coming to help. Telling the village yeah. don't go in there. People are coming to help and they never do. You know, how many of those people will just listen to it and say, Oh well I, I don't need to do anything because people are coming to help. You know, and that's the kind of confusion that we're receiving right now. Is mm. we have a we have an issue. How can we help? Maybe put on a mask. You know, if it's going to cause less harm, why not do it? But then there's other people saying, "You don't need to do that. This is a conspiracy. You don't need to do that." It's it's uh, you know, the constant bombardment and confusion that we are receiving is absolutely mind-numbing. And I'm not neglecting any of the scientific facts behind it. And I'm not neglecting other people's privilege or individual rights, any of that, whatever. It, it's, it's, the, uh, it's this ideology that we don't know where we stand. We don't know what the dangers are. And we don't know how to help ourselves. And it sucks. It absolutely sucks. Yeah. Um... Let's see here. God, this internet, man. I don't know what's going on. Like, I have, um, like, you, you'll be talking for, like, five seconds, and then you'll be cutting out, and then five seconds, and then cutting out. Are you are, are you on a secure, is this a secure line? It should be. Let me, 
let me actually turn off my Wi-Fi and see if that helps. And we're back. Okay. I uh, I switched to the different network that I have. Hopefully that helps. Oh yeah. That's all good. Yeah. So that that's the thing that I was um trying to wonder here about like the the addiction, the suicide, all this stuff going on with uh, COVID. I, I think there's been, you know, I think there is this aspect of addiction for one, which we'll talk about in a second with from the pandemic, but also the idea of, of, uh, you know, I think a lot of Australians need to get out of Australia sometimes because it's so, it's really regulated here, like in all aspects of your life. If you're a tradie, the work health and safety regulations are like stupid. Like they, they do ridiculous stuff. Like for example, if you go up more than one meter, uh, up, up a wall and you don't have a ladder past that, like if a work health and safety officer sees you, they can kick you off site and ban you from the work site. It's like, are you joking me? Or if you don't wear like the proper PPE here, everyone looks like a minion. They have blue pants and yellow shirts <laughs> and, and it's, and it's the high vis is what they call it. And so when you, if you don't wear high vis, you're not even allowed on the work site. I know in the United States, you can wear whatever the fuck you want. You know, you can wear a horse mask and get to work, you know, but here it's so regulated. So I think like a lot of people, especially when it comes also down to alcohol and now, God, this year has been so regulated, you know, with the lockdowns and all that, um, the travel restrictions, you can't even leave your state, you know, for a mm. long time. Whew. I mean, it's, it's enough to really cause anxiety for a lot of people, I'm sure. And, um, and for a lot of Australians, they go vacation overseas. They go to Bali, Asia, Europe, South America, everywhere. And because they got money to spend, son. And, <laughs> but, you know, now that they can't, you know, it's tough because he's got to live in this world. You know, when you go to when you go to Indonesia, you do whatever the fuck you want. You know, you, 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 I mean, I'm not condoning this, but like a lot of people do it. You know, they go there, they, you know, drive drunk on their on their um, scooters, you know, you don't need, there's no helmet regulations, you know, people die, of course, but you know, that just that, that lack of big brother, big government looking over you in every aspect of your life. Like I can get pulled over here um, uh, by not riding a, uh, by riding a bicycle without a helmet and I'll get a ticket for it. As if my head is filled with grenades and if I were to fall, it would like explode. It is interesting you know? if you were to compare the regulations of other countries and if you were to apply that here in the States, there would be so mm -hmm. much more um, resistance and blowback to all of the yeah. rules and regulations. Uh, because again, you're, you're, you're providing an open world and then suddenly denying them those freedoms. Uh, well, that's it. And, and, and it goes to show that if like people are killing themselves and like you're just generally unhappy in this state of the world, you know, where there is that, all that regulations, it really goes, goes to show you that, uh, people really are not happy in like, this is such a side, side note in like, uh, like a communist country, you know, <laughs> where there is that much regulation and lacks, lack of freedom, lack of, you know, independent thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, I mean, I guess the one thing I get really scared about right now is that I heard that they're uh, that China's building a um, military base on Papua New Guinea, and it's like it's too close for comfort, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, the world is nuts anyhow. right now. The world is nuts. Yeah, the world's crazy, man. And I, again, I have to rely on 
those 12 steps, <laughs> there are certain things well within my control and there are certain things well outside of my control. Um, and if there are people screaming bloody murder who want to protest against not wanting to wear a mask, I'm just going to live and let live. Like if they really want to do that, that's fine. But I myself am not going to go in the grocery store. I'm going to order it because that's a more responsible thing to do because why yeah. would I fight that mentality, let alone risk exposing myself? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I, and I don't know if yeah. I'm a carrier either. Like I, I want to be as safe as I can. I'm going to wear a mask yeah. and I'm just not going to mingle with the public. It's just a, you know, it's just really weird too. Like when you, when you think about people and like, like how kind of funny, how comical, like one of the things like dad always said was to find the humor in life. And I find this actually fucking hilarious is that like, while COVID happened, uh, capitalism saw a way to make money off of it. They're like, holy shit. Do we realize like what we could do? Like DoorDash didn't even come, didn't even where they can, you know, buy all of your uh, groceries for you and deliver it to you personally to your door. Um, that didn't come to Australia until COVID happened. You know, you look oh, at like the two, the, the, the absolute ridiculousness of it all was that when uh, COVID started, no one, they said, oh, social distance, 1.5 meters apart. You go to the grocery store, it was packed in there, man. It was like fucking shoulder <laughs> to shoulder. And then like, you're like, well, I better say 1.5 meters apart. The entire fucking store, like all of the aisles was shoulder to shoulder. I'm waiting to go to the self-checkout and they have like these little circles on the ground where you got to stand. Do they have that in the States? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So then, so I'm setting one of these little circles and I was just a little bit off and this guy came up to me. He's like, excuse me, sir. Can you uh, stay 1.5 meters apart from everybody? And I was like, are you joking me? You just touched me. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Right. Like, Gee. you just touched me and you're telling me I need to stay 1.5 meters apart. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so absolutely asinine. But anyway, so Kohl's and Woolies made so much money during during lockdown because they were the only two really grocery stores here. You have, like, Aldi and IGA, but Woolies, Woolworths and Kohl's, man, you go to every single one of them now and they are schmick. Like, they've renovated the entire thing. Just to let you know, we got your money. And now we made it even better in here. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm and the funny thing is, is like, well, you know, I like going there now even more. Because there's you know. less people or, or because it was updated? Just because it's been updated. Yeah, yeah. it looks it looks awesome. It's like uh, it's like I'm going into a Whole Foods in, in Woolies. I'm like, well, this is nice. Got nice lighting. That COVID money really fucking helped. <laughs> Quick question. In regards to that, was was there government... Uh, help in updating businesses so that they would become I don't know m more of a secure and safe environment for that kind of thing or is well, this strictly driven by the was... governments or not the government but, but by the corporations themselves well that's I think that's a great question because uh, there was a program for um, uh, companies uh, to receive a COVID stimulus money if they claim that COVID had an impact on their business. So I think what happened is that a lot of businesses probably said it had an impact on their business and made up some bullshit in order to get that extra money from the government. Um, but at the same time, uh, there is also a really good scheme in, in Australia when it comes down to tax years. And uh, this year what the government did already was that uh, when 
when um, in April uh, or May, whatever, when uh, COVID started, uh, that was close to the end of the financial year in Australia, which is at the end of June. Mm, and okay. and usually we have these uh, bank activity statements that go out in April that tell you how much you are going to owe to the um, to the government come end of tax year. Mm-hmm. And what happened is that because COVID happened and they knew the end of tax year was coming, the Australian government went and said that you could claim, uh, I can't remember the number was, I, I think it was, I think it was up to a hundred thousand dollars on your, on your taxes, uh, against your business. Mm-hmm. So normally, usually, um, you have a choice and there's all these, it's a big culture thing here in Australia called the end of financial year or the EFI like an acronym mm. uh, and so they call them these effie sales and so there's so many people who own their own business that they know that they can either pay the tax bill to the government or they can take a percentage of that and put that money towards their own business again mm-hmm. so people will buy like trucks you know like you see a lot of people buying cars for their business even if it's like a business that doesn't need a car like like for example I saw a, like a I was in Noosa and there was a there's a bar there called Pixels, and it's like an arcade bar, you know. And they have, and you can see that they have like a speedboat down at the jetty. And it's like, why does a, what does an arcade bar need a fucking speedboat? Like, I get it, <laughs> I get that it's like advertisement, but like, there's nobody, there's, there's no customers going on that speedboat. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's interesting that you, you bring light to that because when, when I think of uh, what we did here in the States as far as essential workers, and, and the whole yeah. government stimulus behind that to keep certain businesses open. Yes, there were there was like UPS store, which is deemed an essential business. And that makes sense. But if you start to break down what they found essential, the number one thing was uh, convenience stores, which makes sense, you know, to, to make sure that there's food uh, yeah. and supplies. Great, great idea. But then if you think about, especially in Montana, the amount of gas stations and convenience stores that have casinos, that became number two <laughs> essential. No, wait, hold on, it gets better. And the next thing after that was independent liquor stores, deemed essential. <laughs> and and the, here's why. We found out, and we already because know. essentially you need to get fucked up. No, well, no, no. It's, it's essential <laughs> because there are some people that rely heavily on alcohol that if they were to stop cold turkey, they themselves would die. And this is not, yeah. this is, it's really yeah. sad well, when that, you look at it that, that way. The yes, ass, of course, of course. Jeez, now, now who's the asshole now? <laughs> no, no, I'm, try, I'm trying to say, like, this is, this is a problem that we've known about pre-COVID. That if, if you close down liquor stores and deny people access to alcohol, they will go cold turkey and, and end up having some sort of uh, uh, health problems. They will die of withdrawal. Now of that, course, of course, it, it is a, that is a big issue, especially in Montana. Like I, I think it's a big issue. drinking problem, like with a lot of people there. I mean, I mean, it, it still is like to, sh- to share the light. Like um, in Montana, the last I checked, that it had the highest suicide rate in the country. Now this is pre-COVID. I can only fucking yeah, yeah, what it is higher now. than Alaska. Now think of that for a second. <laughs> when there's I know Alaska <laughs> fucking like it's beautiful. The there's nothing there, and I can totally understand people feeling isolated. But yeah, here, but I got a but, but I got a feeling like if you go to Alaska, you you want to go to Alaska. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's well, like, that right. is a trip. Yes. 
especially if you have money, if you've been getting all that YouTube coin uh, or Instagram coin. I don't know what people do these days for money. Fuck me, man. Like I had like four Bitcoin like uh, two years ago and I bought them all for like 15,000 Australian and then and I sold them. I was like, well, this shit's not going to last. <laughs> What's worth like 38,000 Australian dollars per Bitcoin? And I'm like, oh. oh. Well, you get taxed on that anyway. Anyway, so, so well, my point is that we've known about these issues. We haven't done anything about it. And instead of giving individuals the money, which was okay, a lot of that money should have gone towards uh, addiction services, mental health services, uh, access to uh, medical services. You know, like, like there's plenty of things that could have been done of the well-known uh, deficits in our infrastructure. And that's what, what bothers me is right now we are in such debt and we will continue to go in debt. And it's just, it's, it's, I'm looking at this like a black hole that we haven't really fully addressed addiction. We haven't really fully addressed mental health. And we absolutely have not addressed the, the access to medical care. It kind of th- sounds like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, speaking, it's true. I mean, we haven't. <laughs> speaking of which, I really talked about them. <laughs> yeah, uh, we haven't addressed those things, and I, and I, I, I realized as I kept saying that I'm, I'm hoping for the greater good, and I always reflected on myself, which is a complete American thing to say I. But I'm, mm. I'm trying to focus it on what, what am I doing that's harmful? What am I doing that's helpful? And the intent behind it. And yeah. if I am strictly drinking out of plastic water bottles and saying, fuck it, then obviously that's not going to do anything for the greater good. So, Yeah. Yeah, I went camping this weekend and I had a, I had a, we had friends come over and we had like this gigantic like 25 liter jerry can that we filled up with drinking water. Yeah, and then we use it at the camp. You know, we we spout it out and like you know, cook with it and drink with it, all that stuff. And um, you know, all the stuff you do with water, you know, um, eat it, you know, throw it throw it at each other. Water. Anyways, moving along. The they had uh, uh, bottled water, and I was like, dude, there's drinking water right here. And they're like. Like, yeah, we just really want the bottled water. I was like, yeah, but why? I mean, it's tap water in a bottle. <laughs> yeah, so but you're, why? You're, 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 <laughs> yeah, but you just, so, you, so you, you're just, it's like me saying, yeah, but I want to make plastic waste. You know, I mean, I, because the, the water we have is fine. You know, I think they're worried about maybe filtering it. But, I mean, you can't think. I mean, it's not like two days of like, dairy can water is going to. That's interesting. Are these primarily. Australian uh, friends, or or what's the mentality there? Is this just a young uh, well, young it, group of yeah, kids who are like, no, no, no. yeah, yeah I think worldly, but I really how, just how, want how a plastic bottle. Like, they're like, yeah, I know, I I know Peter living over there, but like, uh, I realize you just like you know hang out with like really young people. <laughs> no, dude, they're older than me. They're like they're like they're like uh, same age as me, you know, like thirty five. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I love, I, I love my ex roommate. But I remember like um, when I first moved in with him, he came back from the grocery store with um, plastic bags for his bananas and plastic bags for his avocados. And I was like, look, man, I don't know why you, what, what you're doing here, but uh, you, 
you know, there's a protective skin around that banana for a reason. <laughs> Same with that avocado. Like, you're not eating it. That, that fucking fruit has evolved over thousands of years. Do you really <laughs> think you, you need to protect it anymore? <laughs> this banana saw this plastic bag situation a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Like, oh, fuck that. Yeah. Better grow a skin. <laughs> <laughs> that banana like, looks cold. You better wrap it. Oh, man. I really laid it to him. And he was like, he was like can, you just, can you just fuck off? <laughs> But you know what? Since then, since then, he never really, you know, brings back plastic bags for his bananas. And I was like, no, man, like, <laughs> no need to do that. So, so, so absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that is um, funny. So I'm not sure. I, 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 I it's got to be from a filtered, like, mindset. I, I would say maybe they want filtered water, which, which is you know fine, whatever. It's. I it, I don't know if we were to talk about environmental things it's already fucked and it's been fucked for a while so I don't I don't necessarily know how to get into that other than what can I do that's not causing more harm and it's really hard especially if you need individual yogurt packets and you you know your your precious wrapped bananas it's a thing. Yeah, well, it's the thing they do when they when you deliver groceries. Like they they give you so many plastic bags. Oh man, tell me about it. Like even just like if you get like individually wrapped slices of cheese. Oh yeah. Well, there you go. Like that. That's you're like, what the fuck is this? Like you're just making <laughs> plastic to make plastic. Yeah. Like, and you're eating plastic. Like the food that you're eating isn't even food. It's plastic on top of it. Like check out this plastic block. It's individually sliced pieces of plastic wrapped in plastic that you get to eat that plastic, but then you throw it away so the fish eat the other plastic. It's. So what do you do? Like what? You just go out in the woods. You get a goat. You make your own cheese. You know. Well, you, well, what? Cheese comes. I thought it came from a tree. So you just like go out in the woods, <laughs> plant a tree, and you're like, this is a cheese tree. Right. I forgot the whole vegan like diet. Get a craft. I want to get a craft Velveeta tree. A cr- just like, <laughs> just like grow, grow your cube logs, grow, <laughs> grow cube log, grow. It's really hard to change the world in the world that we live in because it's... I really... Yeah. So I miss Velveeta. Just, just, just quick, just quick interjection. Like I'm, I, is that I the sponsor I can't get for this it. one? It could be. I mean, I would love it if Velveeta were to Velveeta sponsor this. Velveeta tastes great, kills the environment. Now, I haven't secured this sponsor yet, but I'm really hoping I do. It's... Um, I'm just going to mention them. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a fetish adult diaper... Um, uh, company called Littles Down Under uh, and I had an interview with them to be their social media manager but I would really hope that instead the whole intention of that meeting was for me really to hope that they could become a sponsor and get to know who I am and so I'm, st- I'm, I'm going to do a shout out to you Littles Down Under I think, I think you'd be a perfect sponsor for all the weird things I'm going to talk about on this, spons- on this podcast and yeah, I've already written them an email. I'm waiting, hoping that it get back to me. Uh, you should just do a plug to put at the start of the podcast. This episode brought to you by, and just do a quick, just yeah. do that now, and then you'll edit it. Okay, wait. Okay, give me a second. Let me do it. Curious Pete is brought to you by Littles Down Under. Littles hashtag Down Under, not hashtag. Fuck. Littleshashdownunder.com.au. It's adult diapers 
for uh, fetish reasons. If you like being treated as a baby, uh, as an adult, uh, I guess this is where you can go to do it. Uh, littlesdownunder.com.au uh, Adults touching children who are adults, so it's legal. No? Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm pretty sure that secured the sponsorship 100%. <laughs> That that hold on the adults touching children probably needs to be reported. All right, sorry. Okay, wait. Adults touching I, adults as children. I don't know. As that, children. <laughs> sorry. No, but I said children who are adults. You know. It's just like it's a shock. It's like you know you have to explain that, and I did. I explained it. Okay. Well, maybe some more finesse. The whole, the whole thing about there, actually, I, uh, I was speaking to another group of friends, and what we're going to do for another podcast is that all three of us are going to order the diapers. Oh, boy. We're going to sit in the diapers for the podcast. <laughs> just, <laughs> okay. Just, just, all just right. Just to give them a test ride. It, uh, wait, wait, think, wait. Are you going to do a bathroom break where you just sit there and urinate while you're podcasting? Is that... Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think I'm going to get a kiddie pool so we can test them out. Oh, well, I don't know and if they're like, waterproof. Like, like stand, I don't know. Like stand in the kiddie pool. Well, no, plastic ones. Oh, without oh. water or like what yeah without water okay you just like you just stand in the kiddie pool area because i just got a small porch here i'm not gonna like have no no i know we'll just have them wear their pants i think that would be the true test if they wet their pants then obviously the nah, diapers nah, nah, are nah, not nah, good nah, nah. you can wear shorts you can wear shirts but just like we have to sit in diapers <laughs> oh that's fair <laughs> <laughs> okay wait 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 let me try again littlesdownunder.com.au a place where you can sit around with your friends in diapers and never get up for a bathroom break. That kind of works. Yeah, that works. That works. Maybe if they're NASA approved as well, I think those would would suffice. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, okay well, wait, wait. Let me try again. Let me try again. <laughs> Littlesdownunder.com.au. If you want to sock your ex like a NASA astronaut and drive all the way across the country without having to pee. But you can pee in your pants while you're driving to stock your ex. I think that's a pretty clear message. Little's down under. Was there more to that? Did you? Just no, start? no. Just I figured you'd finish the plug. Just you know. Oh, oh, right. <laughs> Use the code name Winkler to get fifteen percent off of your next checkout. That's W I N K L E R. Code name Winkler. At littles-downunder.com.au. Okay. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure I give them way more than 30 seconds, so they should. Yeah. You, well, I mean. It's... Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> it's a conversation starter. Yes, it is. Um. Anyway, or I. Ender. I wasn't sure how much to. time. I think you told me how much time you were hoping to record, but I. I do need to skedaddle. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's good. This is uh, this is real good. Yeah, we've we've done just like over an hour, so that's pretty good. Okay. Um, and as far as record or, or excuse me, mixing it. Um, do you want to go over that stuff tomorrow, or? Uh, yeah, we could uh, we could talk about that stuff. Um, is there anything that you want to plug while you have the opportunity on here before you go? I think it's in everyone's best interest that if you 
know someone or are currently struggling with addiction, that there is help. It is sometimes difficult to reach out. So I absolutely support anybody's effort if you know or are struggling with addiction. There is help and that there are services. You can go to 12-step. There are plenty of online Zoom meetings for this uh, sort of thing. Um, websites for this? Uh, if, if you go to alanon.org, alanon.com, even AA, if, even if you simply go to Facebook groups, there are plenty of people to reach out to and simply say, I'm looking for Zoom groups, um, and there are plenty of people to help. Also, there's uh, there's there's a, an Australian uh, version of the website uh, that's alanon.org.au. So anybody here in Australia who needs uh, wants to reach out, uh, I suppose you can also go through that. Uh, that that'll be more for the Australian market. I think the other one is for the U.S. Okay. Um, so okay, well, sick. I, th- I think this worked out pretty good. It was good talking to you, man. Yeah, you we should as well. do another one again. I hope so because there there are there's so much in, involving all of these things, and it's it's really easy once you've been through the program to say, yeah, just reach out. It it's always that first step that's the hardest. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we can bring you back on. We can always talk about it again. Um, and. Oh, well, I was going to ask you. So I'm going to be doing a podcast here at the end of the week um, with uh, my friend Rob from Office Jerk, and which is a um, a, a jerky and charcuterie, and we're going to be talking about his process. Now, the thing we'll be doing is that we plan on uh, recording it live in Costco, <laughs> so. He'll have a mic, I'll have a mic, and we'll be walking through Costco, sampling some food, and maybe hiding out in the, uh, amongst the toilet paper, mm-hmm. make a little fort, and, you know, get a more in-depth conversation. Um, what, do you think that'll be all right? I mean, I think that's a, a fun time. Uh, that, that sounds like a good time, as long as you're both recording individual, on individual devices. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that'll be fine. I was wondering about like whether or not Costco is going to kick us out, which uh, I guess is sort of the, the risk, you know. It is the risk, and <laughs> I mean, obviously, if you're not making a fort in like the toilet paper and you set up some some picnic chairs or something, they probably will not <laughs> stop a conversation. Maybe I should. Maybe I should go there with a picnic blanket and a picnic basket and go around to every sample site. And pick up a few samples, and then come back with a picnic basket and sit down on my picnic blanket and have a picnic in amongst the toilet paper then from all the samples I just gathered. You will definitely get kicked out. <laughs> but why? Like, I'm going to eat that food anyway, you know? Well, sure, but they don't want you to just set up shop. I mean, that's... Well, they should, man. They should. Like, look, Costco, they need to put, like, like a fake grass, like a fake grassy hill inside every Costco where people can sit and, and eat... The, the samples that are given out. It'd be, it'd be awesome. If they provided individual bubbles, like the domes, I don't know if you've seen this in outdoor restaurants where they give like individual domes per table so that you're not subject to the environment or anyone else outside your party. It's really oh, funny. It, <laughs> if Costco were to provide something like that, maybe, maybe I can see them. Are you, are you, saying, are you saying like in a non-COVID world? Or like a COVID world. Well, since we're in the COVID world, even reg- I think this is going to have longer-lasting 
things happening where people are either germaphobes or <laughs> something. You okay, know what little, I mean? Okay. We'll, we'll display, it'll be a little display like uh, you're at an alpine ski resort, <laughs> and instead of a hill, you'll be sitting in tiny little gondolas, you know, <laughs> right? Well, and that... then it'll be like a food truck area or something, you know, but but it won't be food truck. It'll be like Wiener schnitzels and everything. Yeah, you know? yeah. It sounds like a themed restaurant that is a post-COVID world. I think you could definitely create a business plan on that. Oh, that's pretty good. Because, like, I hate going out and getting, like, sick from somebody anyways. But no well, cold. yeah, no one likes that. No one likes that. And you can have smoking sections and non-smoking sections. So <laughs> it, it helps everybody. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Well, because marijuana is basically legal in everywhere in the United States practically now. I know, but if you... Like a if, weed smoking section. If, it'll, it'll be Amsterdam themed. Costco should now be Amsterdam themed. If, where... if you don't want to be subject to other people's exhale <laughs> regardless if they're smoking or not then yeah. the pods are definitely a thing well i mean if we talk about amsterdam again like that's what it's like you get like you get the, the women standing in the in the red uh like doors and they all got their own individual apartments in there you know covid covid safe possibly except for the vaginas probably not COVID oh safe, jesus but <laughs> <laughs> uh, your reaction your reaction was like how I expected, like, someone's mama that I just met for the first time to react. Oh, my God. Oh, oh no. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Who is this man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, okay. maybe next time we'll talk about VR, because that's also an addictive thing, but it's also a treatment. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. Okay. Well, maybe we can schedule that uh, maybe for next week or something. Sure. Um, okay, cool. Well... Again, uh, I am your host of Curious Pete. This is Peter Winkler. I don't think I even said my name. Curious Pete, because I'm curious. My name is Pete. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank All you right, for man. having me. All right. We'll see you. See you.